Namaste. My name is Neelima. Welcome to Reflections Along the Way podcast where you will be listening to reflections from learnings and experiences along my life's journey. The scriptures tell us that our real nature is at pure knowledge and pure bliss. But because of our sense of this ego, we feel limited and we are ego bound and we are living in this misunderstanding that we are these limited beings. Now all of us, whether we realize it or not, we are all going towards the goal of self-realization. Gradually these experiences that we are having Uh, the suffering that we experience with the material objects is wearing us down and uh, sometime it's going to make us sit up and and realize the foolish delusion that we've all been living in which which is leading us to suffer so much now all religions of the world ask us to just wake up and realize this truth pursue this path of realizing the true nature and to not stop until we we've reached there vedanta is that subjective science which shows us how to reach this goal of realizing our own nature in india this science was passed on as a oral lesson from master to master over the generations the saints and sages of india were very inquisitive and they were very hungry to find out the secrets of uh, this life and how we are to realize our true nature and the reflections of these masters and saints became the scriptures that we see today now this knowledge of our true nature the knowledge of brahman is called brahma vidya and this wisdom of those ancient sages was communicated to disciples orally in those days and since these teachings passed from one teacher to a student and then that student became a teacher to his own students and so on this lineage is called as guru shishya parampara in those days it was purely transmitted orally and each verse was composed by the guru and it was transferred directly to the disciples mind who would remember it and then pass on to his own disciples later on and so on the lineage would go on some thousands of years before christ a great sage named vyasa veda vyasa he compiled the entire scriptural wealth into four books called rigveda yajurveda samaveda and atharvaveda now these vedas are not like written by one person as such they were inspired declarations by many rishis who transcended no from the idea of i and mine that's why they they don't even have like an author's name text on those holy texts of all the different sets of scriptures or shastras the vedas are considered the most ancient all others originate from them 
the word veda itself it is derived from the word vid vid means to know so thus veda means knowledge of the truth these vedas contain the knowledge of the truth now there are four vedas that i listed out previously each of these vedas also has four sections they are mantras brahmanas aranyakas and upanishads mantras are chants adoring or describing the beauty of nature brahmanas tell elaborately the description of various rituals that are to be performed and aranyakas are descriptions of various methods of subjective worship which are also called upasanas upanishads are where the highest philosophical truths are declared now the upanishads are the concluding portion of the vedas the total content of all the upanishads is what is called as vedanta now veda as we've seen before is the knowledge of the truth anta means the end so vedanta basically means the end portion of the vedas or the it could also mean like the end of the knowledge the goal of vedas basically the goal of the entire vedas is to imbibe this knowledge and wisdom about the eternal truth which is the most profound knowledge now these n portions of the vedas also called vedanta the body of knowledge called vedanta that rationally scientifically explains the supreme reality and the means to attain self realization now the upanishads are also called shruti shruti means that which is heard again it underscores the oral tradition in those days where it is heard from the guru from the teacher from the spiritual teacher by the student it is important that these are learned only from listening to a guru because of the layers and layers of depth in each mantra now besides the shruti the scriptural literature of india also has smritis itihasas and puranas the smritis are basically meant to be guidance for people's daily lives so smritis have codes of conduct like how to live life ethically morally and you know they have uh, domestic laws that need to be followed the ceremonies that need to be followed etc itihasas are histories like mahabharata ramayana that give interesting stories to illustrate the teachings of hinduism and the principles of vedanta puranas are a set of 18 books they're also compiled by vyasa they dramatize the truths of the upanishads that the truths that are declared in the upanishads in the form of stories the upanishads remain core to the indian spiritual heritage the word upanishad has a lot of meaning upanishad can be broken into three parts upa ni shad upa means near ni means with firm determination approach and shad means sit so basically what the word indicates is that vedanta is a knowledge that should be learned from the teacher sitting near the feet of the master 
in an attitude of surrender and yet with firm determination if we read the scriptures like an encyclopedia or like some novel or something we will not grasp the true import or true meaning of those mantras so then the vedantic knowledge whatever we are reading it will be like only knowledge only it won't be an experience really so whoever is a student of a upanishad through a process of living it's not just about getting that knowledge it's not just about intellectually understanding the knowledge a true student of vedanta experiences first hand that the self within him is the supreme reality everywhere and with that experience all the limitations that bind him are broken free so there is no more any any bondage originally vedanta is known to be passed on orally as we know it today we can say that vedanta is derived from three textbook categories called prasthanatraya in total 108 upanishads have been preserved and out of these 108 10 are considered to be the most important ones are the principal ones aitreya brihadaranyaka chandogya ishavasya katha kena mandukya mundaka prashna and taitreya the other textbook in this prasthanatraya category is the bhagavad gita the bhagavad gita is a 18 chapter poem that vyasa has written expounding this vedantic knowledge in the setting of a battlefield where shri krishna reveals this teachings of vedanta to the prince arjuna it is the central and the most popular portion of this great epic called mahabharata right now where we are fa- fighting all these battles in our head how do we imbibe that knowledge and apply that practically in our day to day lives is shown very clearly through bhagavad gita the brahma sutras is the other text brahma sutras is also known as vedanta sutras uh, this text has a series of aphorisms again this is attributed to vyasa these also interpret the upanishadic teachings there are some great declarations of the supreme truth which is like the central message of vedanta and these are called mahavakyas they are direct revelations of the truth there are four popular best known mahavakyas and each of them are taken from one of the four vedas i mentioned before rigveda yajurveda samaveda and atharvaveda pragnanam brahma is from aitreya upanishad in rigveda it means consciousness is brahman tat tvam asi that thou art is from chandogya upanishad in samaveda i am atma brahma this self this atman is brahman this is declared in mandukya upanishad in atharvaveda aham brahma asmi i am brahman this is declared in brihadaranyaka upanishad in yajurveda 
பிரஜானம் பிரம்மா மீன்ஸ் கான்ஷியஸ்னஸ் இஸ் பிரம்மன் இட் டிக்ளேர்ஸ் தட் கான்ஷியஸ்னஸ் விச் என்லிவின்ஸ் எவ்ரி இண்டிவிஜுவல் அண்ட் விச் ப்ரொவைட்ஸ் திஸ் சென்ஷியன்ஸ் டு இனர்ட் மேட்டர் லேயர்ஸ் இஸ் த சேம் சுப்ரீம் ரியாலிட்டி விச் இஸ் அ சப்ஸ்ட்ராட்டம் ஆஃப் த என்டயர் யூனிவர்ஸ் இட்ஸ் த சேம் கான்ஷியஸ்னஸ் விச் என்லிவின்ஸ் த என்டயர் யூனிவர்ஸ் in other words what it declares is one and the same consciousness acts as the common substratum for both the macrocosm and the microcosm for for the entire universe and also for each and every being now like just to um, kind of illustrate this concept if we think about electricity now electricity functioning in in a bulb in a small bulb in our living room is the same as the electricity that functions in all the electric bulbs all the fans all the radios and all the TVs and every piece of electrical equipment anywhere in the world right consciousness is like electricity it's one homogeneous power that has many manifestations the second mahavakya is tatvam asi that thou art amongst the four mahavakyas this is probably the best known this declares that that infinite all pervading truth is your own essential nature so tat means that that means that supreme brahman tvam means thou you in your essential nature asi means are the the two here are brahman and atman are identical The third Mahavakya is I am Atma Brahma. This self is Brahman. And I am means this. This means this self-effulgent consciousness within which is enclosed by five matter layers or sheets. This self, the innermost core of the personality is the very same Brahman that enlivens the entire universe. Now this statement is like a formula for the seeker to reflect on to gradually discover the identity between the self and the supreme reality the fourth mahavakya is aham brahma asmi i am brahman this declares that the conscious principle in ourselves is nothing but the brahman the total consciousness aham means i i refers to the pure self within not the perceiver feeler thinker not the body mind intellect this i is the same as the all pervading brahman now this last one may be seen as the seeker's own experience of transcending the ego experiencing himself to be nothing other than the brahman and realizing the supreme self thank you for listening to today's reflections if you'd like to connect with me please visit bluishmuse.com until next time namaste